Watch this. Hello and welcome back to the Cookie Jar Golf Podcast Crumbs episode pilot Mark Two. Course Diaries. Course Diaries. Course Diaries, Thomas. I the am... Cookie Crumbs is something you've been trying to push for a long time. It's Course Diaries. Yeah, the crumbs have to be something different, I suppose. But I am Tom Mills, for those of you who don't know, and I am joined by Sam Williams. Greetings. How are we? Yeah, good, mate. Can't complain. Another Course Diary under the belt. Good fun, wasn't it? So the, we, we actually went and played... Worcester Golf and Country Club, a.k.a. Bounton Park, uh, which is about, I'd say about 25 minutes from where we live. Um, yeah. Kind of one of those on your doorstep that you don't play. Um, you don't go and see, really, because, you know, when you do get in the car and play somewhere other than your home track, it's usually a lot much further away. Um, it was good fun. We played, I think, Painswick on the Monday and then did Worcester on the Wednesday. So it was kind of right in that spell of heat wave, hot weather. Mm. Um, but, yeah, it was cool, wasn't it? So um, Short, short, short socks. Yeah. Shorts yeah. on water. <laughs> I mean, it was, it was perfectly nice evening, wasn't it? I think to kick it off, we, we were looking for something to go and do on the Wednesday evening and just thought, well, what about checking out Bounton Park? Old school Mackenzie, classic, you know, kind of, as I mentioned, not somewhere, you know, I've not played there probably since, since I was right. 10 and won what, a very important junior competition. What there. happened when you were 10? Yeah. Well, I obviously won a junior, junior event. Um, yeah, like £30 Twilight Green fee. I thought, well, it's got two chances, hasn't it? Mm. And it was, as we had a little chat on the way down the car, I'm almost certain it was my first Mackenzie. Yeah. I mean, I've read his books. I kind of know of the stuff he's done. And have I ever played a Mackenzie? I'd have racked my brains. Well, I th- no, I don't think so. No. Uh, and, and there's a few. I mean, there's a couple around the Midlands, particularly places like Warsaw would be another example. Um, obviously, there's a lot of his courses that he did in the early part of his career. Um, but the stuff around Worcester is pretty interesting. You know, in terms of a potted history, um, David Thomas, kind of big fan of the pod and um, well, friend of ours. He, he listens to the pod. Yeah, he's the only one he's a big fan. <laughs> yeah, true. That's, okay, the rather nice speak for him, but actually very kindly. Um, you know, he's one of the game's very passionate souls who, you know, just spends a lot of time trying to understand the history, doesn't he? And he kind of sent through a very brief potted history, which, um, which I think is worth, worth covering. So Worcester Golf and Country used to have a nine-holer on uh, Tolodyne, which no longer exists. I've also played that as a junior. Did you win um, an open no, I there? didn't, actually. No. It's, uh, but, um, but yeah, late, late 1920s, moved about in Park, and Mackenzie built the, built the original routing. Now, you know... <sighs> For those that haven't played it, it's a course that's situated very, very close to the to the city centre of Worcester, which is really nice, isn't it? And it feels like a little piece of an oasis, I would say. Mm. Um, and yeah, like you you drive through the you drive through the gates and down this kind of long road that takes you to the the kind of manor house, the building, the clubhouse mm. in the centre, and you've got the the holes kind of branch out around it, don't they? Which I think is pretty unique. Yeah, that drive in is. It's a fairly intimidating drive because you've got holes one and two either side of you. So you need to give your wits about you to make sure you're not being peppered by a golf ball. Yeah, but I noticed that the, the knowledgeable members had some good etiquette. Yeah, there. we they just drove well straight back. through. Yeah, just no no thought to anybody involved. We just cracked on straight through. But we weren't to know, I suppose. But it's... um. What were you going in expecting? 
Augusta. Right. <laughs> uh, I, you know, I don't know. You know, you, Mackenzie, infamous for Augusta, Cyprus. I mean, it's weird when you see some of another, you know, friend of the pod, Joe McDonnell, you, you see when Masters comes around and you see how Augusta's changed since Simpson laid it out. It's like nothing, almost, you know, the bunkers are different shapes, they're in different places. They're, they've changed a lot of the green complexes and things like that. So, you know, what remains of Mackenzie, what you see on TV, isn't necessarily, you know, what he designed. And... I suppose I was hoping a little bit of Augusta there, you know, a little bit of Cyprus. Um, but I was going in there fairly open-minded just to see, you know, what it was about. And I think the big takeaway for, for me was certainly on the sort of, I think we're gonna have, we'll, we'll get into it shortly, the course kind of changes feel about third of the way through, halfway through, kind of changes feel, uh, which we'll talk about. But the front sort of six... Um, the green complexes and the contours around the greens are fabulous. Yeah, yeah, they're, they're It'd be a stretch to say it's Augusta, greens. but they're the shades of it with kind of really nice high flash face bunkers, really cool mounding around the greens, particularly those kind of first six or seven holes, yeah. and that that kind of stretch of about sort of fifteen in. Yeah, really nice features. Like the green sites are amazing, aren't they? I yeah, they're I mean, really cool we had a chat i i'm not well versed enough to be able to just pull this knowledge from the top of my head but it's a fairly flat terrain the whole thing's flat yeah. really um this you know after about seven or eight you go down into it into a separate part of the property but um the first six seven holes are fairly flat but have all got undulating contoured greens and i wondered i should talk to you on the way around whether you know how man men they were and how they were or whether They'd pick those sites because there was a bit of natural mound in there, but you just don't see mounding like that made anymore, you know, to repel. It's subtle, isn't it? Yeah. It's and really just to, re- you know, they give you angles into the green mm. and there are correct angles into the green and there are incorrect angles into the green, um, which have kind of been forced because of the tree growth. I'd probably, you know, I guess there's been a lot of tree growth that, Back in Mackenzie's day, there there wasn't a huge amount of trees there. Well, we've got some black and white images. We'll post them up on on the on the grid and stuff on, on Insta and Twitter. But you you can it looks amazing when you look at the black and white photos when there's literally no tree cover there. And I think that's the big takeaway with Worcester is we've we've talked a lot about this on the podcast. We've had people like Frank Pont, Ed Cartwright, Mike Clayton, all talking about entropy. So you come away from the Lynx Golf and it's like, well, yeah. These courses were not built with huge amounts of tree-lined fairways. They were generally quite open pieces of land. And over time, as tree growth comes in, you do lose the playing width and angles and all the kind of decisions you have to make. So, you know, the the sad part I would say with Worcester is that you really just have to step up and execute off the tee. Like, you've just got to keep threading it off the tee. You don't need to be bombing drives 300, but you've got to be hitting the middle of the fairways. Mm. Otherwise, you're coming out sideways. Whereas... Actually, when you get to the greens, certainly those kind of original green sites that are there don't really, they don't need to be defended by trees. No. Because the mouths are so narrow to the greens, the mounding around them is is such, and the size of the greens is such that actually if you're coming at it from side on, you wouldn't be able to hold it even yeah, with an eight or a nine. Because the turf is firm as well. I mean, yeah. it's, it's Parkland golf, but it's... We were playing in a heat wave. <laughs> we were playing in a heat wave. But it was, it was proper turf. It wasn't mm. like... You know, it didn't matter if you were coming in from the wrong angle because you could just get it to rouse back. It wasn't playing like that. Yeah, yeah. You are right. We played it in a heat wave. But um, 
But I just thought that part was sad. So like you play, you play one, I think one's a really nice opening hole. Yeah, fairly generous up the right. And you've got yeah. a lovely green to play into. Two fabulous kind of shortish par four with kind of that kind of lone tree that sits Gorgeous behind tree, it. Yeah. Beautiful green site again. You know, bunkers kind of drop forward 50 yards in front of you. Really makes you think. And you're thinking this is that this is really good, like mm. some really good holes. But then you start to get into it a little bit further out. And three well, is the, a long the, par the third, five. The third is a good example yeah. because it's a long par five, which is so narrow now um, that I fortuitously hit for me a fairly large drive up the left. Where on the tee we were saying you don't really want to be that left because it looks like there's sort of OB up there. But yeah. I threaded it down the left, pulled it a little bit. To be fair. Now I could go over the trees towards this green. So I had about a five wood in, but it was like a Sunday best five wood. But I was looking over, so beyond the trees, and there was a bunker that's about, I don't know, 20 yards short, sort of protecting from what I was trying to do. But you couldn't really see that bunker because mm. it was covered in trees. So I had to go over the trees and over this sort of invisible bunker. Um, and you kind of think... You could get rid of all those because that the, yeah. the the hard bit about this is the fact that they've put a bunker that's kind of twenty yards short because you want to run it in. Yeah, it's not, and the green site's kind of at angles to yeah. you. It, you play to a green that's then almost tucked around at right angles. The, 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 the whole kind of design to be played is another the second shot sort of straight down the fairway, and you just kind of chip in yeah. sideways, and it's like an easy par five. And if you missed it, kind of short sided, or you're on the side of the green behind the bunker or in it, you really are going to be in trouble going up and down. And I think that's the that was the beauty of the hole, but instead you just got an awful lot of tree growth up the right. Mm. And then the, the next is kind of another, so they play two back-to-back -back par fives. Again, a fabulous green site on four, but there's just so much tree cover. It's mm. not a case of thinking about where you're coming in from. It's just like, please God, keep this thing on the short yeah. stuff. Um, and which, you know, it kind of forces you to play more strategic golf you know that's why i think it's you know good players play parkland course as well because they can put the ball where they want to put the ball first of all but you've got to think like you can't you know there's certain holes where you're like i can't go down the right here because if i go down the right here i'm just there's no shot to the green so i can probably go three wood down the left it's going to be a longer shot in but that makes more sense and for average golfers like myself it's just I think heavily tree-lined courses are just too hard. Well, it keeps it hard. So funnily enough, Bowton Park's got the, I think the highest slope rating in the county. Mm. Um, it, it, it is a difficult course for exactly the reason that, you know, you, you've got to keep it straight off the tee. Maybe with the equipment, yeah, I'll give it you. If you took a lot of that tree cover away, it would be an easier course to play for the majority of golfers. And but it, it would wet. be more nuanced, wouldn't it? Yeah, it'd yeah. be wet. Perhaps, but, but then the course kind of, you get through, we talked, you know, three, four back to back par fives. Um, you get through kind of seven, they're all great golf holes and you get to eight, which is the first sort of indication that things are about to change. Cause now you play over a lake. With well, it's a, just kind of new land, isn't it? Yeah, when you get a big past water eight, feature, that three. which is a nice par three, but it just feels different to the ones that came before it. Um, 155, nice par three. You get past eight and then suddenly you're in like a different part of, yeah the world and it's a very very different feel to the golf course from there through to 15 I'd it say. feels like you've lost like some of that Mackenzie charm so even though you're playing and it feels a little claustrophobic with the trees there's lots of charm there and those first sort of I'd say even the eighth I mean that par three over the water that was an original you know it's a really good golf hole you know I've noticed they've started exploring some stuff with different sand types whiter sand they'd obviously redone the bunker on the yeah. front left and that looked really good um 
but yeah, then you go nine, ten, you know, eleven. You know, you start to just it feel like you're in a be, slightly different stretch of the very, course. I only think about it now, actually, in retrospect. Probably should have done some due diligence. Nine, ten, elevated tee shots. Yeah. Twelve, no, thirteen, elevated tee shot. Fourteen, elevated tee shot. Like it's almost like they've. It's, the, it's like the new age sort of thoughts. So it's like, oh, let's go up there and hit down onto that. I think they've changed the tea locations. What we do know for certain is that um, there was a massive clubhouse fire in 48. So I think a lot of records kind of pre that, that days. And obviously clubhouse fires were not uncommon in those days. Um, so there's a little bit of kind of conjecture around some of this stuff. Um, but the, the big thing is this kind of 30 years ago balls in gardens dispute. So because it's kind of in quite a large residential area, You've obviously got proximity to houses. That's obviously caused the golf club issues, which I think has forced some of those routing decisions. You know, again, that's a that's a little bit of a shame. But I wouldn't say they're dreadful golf holes. They just feel different. They, you they play six where you just this feels different to what I've what I've played. But there is still some really good stuff. Like you play, um, I want to say it's thirteen up the hill, the short par four, and you get up there and there's like a lovely three tiered green. Yeah, you know, kind of two little trees either side. It just feels it's you know there's lots of character there. Um, I really enjoyed it. And, and do you know what? A special shout out. Everyone that we saw there um, said to us they'd, they'd recently made some changes with the head greenkeeper and he's just working wonders. And we can kind of attest to that. Like, I actually thought the greens were really greens good. Were great, yeah. Green, like, greens were, were really good. Quick. Um, I really enjoyed it. I would say at £30 twilight to play some old school classic Mackenzie, like that is, that's a good deal. And it's a bit of an education because it's, it's not somewhere you'd go and see, you know, you wouldn't say, hey, let's drive two hours to go and visit Bounton Park, but you'd absolutely cover it off if you were traveling through the Midlands just to go and see somewhere a little bit different. Yeah, and it, I mean, twilight's a, a relative term. The twilight was after 2.30. I mean, for me, that's afternoon. You yeah. know what I mean? Like that, That's not, oh God, you're not going to fit around him, which twilight sometimes is, you know. After 2.30 for 30 quid, I thought it was a you know, good, a good deal to be had there. And I think... You know, as we as we play more architect golf courses and these golden age wonders that we're trying to tackle, it, it's interesting to go to see some of these old designs and see how they've changed and how they play now. And I definitely felt like <clears throat> that I could feel, you know, some of the old golden architect golden age architecture principles there. Yeah, uh, but you could tell they were they they'd let it. Go. It's just entropy. Go. Entropy's yeah. ultimately killed it because there's not much length in they can do, certainly on those holes. You, you know, we kind of talking earlier about the Addington when, you know, before we started recording and that's a classic example. We played that last year and you're like, yeah, there's a lot of trees. This is claustrophobic and we haven't been down since they've done the tree clearing work there. But what you can see from the pictures is it, it's going to enormously improve playability and it just really opens up some of these fabulous golf holes. And I genuinely think those are there at Worcester. Um, it would be remiss on this pod not to talk about the match. So just kind of linking back to Course Diaries 1.0, um, Painswick, I lost from about three up with about five to play. That was mm. pretty painful. I started at Worcester on an absolute birdie rampage. I feel, I think I... I think I birdied three out of the first five. I could have birdied all five of the first holes. I was on absolute fire at one point. I thought, this is... Yeah, we've got I 59 was, think, watch on here. I think I was level par through five and about three down, which is yeah. not, not ideal. 
Um, I was putting on a ball striking clinic for you. Yeah, it was. It was. It was good. You. You were. You were on fire. I can't. Rolled another good birdie on on an eight. Rolled a birdie in on eight. I remember that. That that. I, I do. And it felt like a really. And then you lost your ball down nine down the left. You didn't deserve to lose it. To be fair, because I hit a, an absolute rattlesnake hook again. Mm. Down down nine. Somehow made a four. We both made birdies on eleven on ten rather. Eleven halved in threes. Twelve. We're going up there. I think I've snuck that one. So I'm feeling like I'm like four or five up at this point. And then you've gone on an absolute rampage. I've had the. I've missed a short birdie putt on four on. Where are we now? 15. I think we need to discuss 15. So 15. 14. 14. 14. You play. We've talked. There's a lot of elevated tees on the back nine. Um, this and is sunken. And obviously, at <laughs> some point, you've got to go uphill. This, the 14th tee is quite far below, and you, you play up to a, to a fairway, which is well, well above you. Um, we knew there's a group in front. We happened to, to know one of the guys in the group in front, as happenstance would have it. And um, we... We watch them go over the hill. We don't know if there's a bell. Um, we just wait for a bit and see. Yeah, Sun you know. setting. Yeah. We've got wives that are expecting us back about yeah. three hours ago. So we thought, oh, well, we're hit. You know, it's only it's the hole's three fifty. But um, I think for one and one of the only times in our life, we both absolutely smoke these drives. Couldn't have got another inch out of those drives. And you, either you must have. You must have nearly killed the blokes on the green. Yeah, because there was a bell, and it turns out we were about. 20, 30 yards past that bell. Mm. Um, but they were all good with that. They very kind. And uh, yeah, that was bad. For there was the only one birdie on that hole though, wasn't there? One birdie. And that's where the comeback began. I seem to remember I then three jabbed the following. You made a good tidy four or something on 16. I got short-sided on 17. And then, yeah, like we bled out to a, a, a gentleman's <laughs> half on 18. But... Um, yeah, I mean, there was some good golf out there. That improves the enjoyment. Like, there's no getting away from it. Like, I, I actually hit the ball pretty good around Worcester, and um, I always think that improves things. Yeah, I'm trying really hard to try and detach my golf from my opinions of golf courses because my golf is so shit. That but anyone who says they can do that and is, is lying to themselves. No, no, you can still appreciate stuff, though, can't you? You can still yeah. appreciate the golf courses. And I was getting my ass handed to me on that front six and those that front six holes are really they are truly eight, remarkable flat set of golf holes like uh, that sounds ridiculous but for for something that's so ostensibly flat and uninspiring there's six seven really really good golf holes and great greens and um blackwell we often talk you know the protection of the golf courses the greens they're small on these course diaries, you've been to Painswick and Mental, Worcester. How small? And they're probably half the size. They're tiny greens. And with the Worcester, you can see that um, certainly on that front six, seven, they weren't designed to be any bigger because of the mounding. You know, they sit in these sort of mounded areas. So they were always that size. Not like they've shrunk. Yeah. Um, they're just tiny. But you want that from, a, from a, a reachable par five. You want a short, a small green because it's asking you, can you hit a small green from 250 or... Um, I just thought it was brilliant. I was really, really enjoyable experience to go and see a McKenzie course. I did. Course I just think there's more that could be done there that would just elevate that course with the removal of some of the trees. I, I think it, I, I can't kind of stress that enough. I just think 
the enjoyment would be amplified if you weren't sweating over a six iron off the tee thinking I've got to hit an absolute laser here mm. to either have a shot and a view at the green or to not put it in the, yeah. in the, in the cabbage well, like off I the said, tee. I, uh, <clears throat> earlier on, ironically, getting tree line golf courses only benefits good players. Like it doesn't grow the game because it makes it harder for hackers to play golf. It slows it down, doesn't it? Favourite golf holes? Feels like an apt way to close this 20-minute podcast. I think the second's a fabulous golf hole. I really thought the second was a fabulous golf hole. Um, I was going to say, I was going to say. You were going to say two. Yeah. Three, three is a good golf. It needs, it does need tree removal, but three is a really good golf hole. Um, they're just, I mean, two is the, is the standout one for me. I thought with that lone tree, you could be, you could be genuinely could be in Augusta. It's a fabulous looking golf hole. Yeah, I, I, I would say, Playing those first, probably the first eight, they're, they're, they're all really good golf holes. You could almost from there slip across and play nine, 10, 11. Could play 18. 12 and then play 15 in. I, I almost think that's the ideal stretch yeah, of probably, holes. Yeah. I'd say 16 was a really solid golf hole as well. Yeah, 16's is probably the one for me where you Too look at trees, it and you the think... the bones of it are really good. Yeah, that was just like... We both had to chip out sideways, which, you know... It, it was just... It, I, think I, I think we paced that fairway as something like 14 yards wide from, from tree cover to tree cover. It's like, yeah. And you need to... I mean, you didn't probably didn't need driver, but there's a... A there's another bunker. one kind of just in on the further yeah, up, isn't there? So you had to be on the left side of the 14 And there's yard a bunker fairway. like 220 you need to carry. So like you do need to hit a decent club and you've yeah. got to slot it within like a 15-yard fairway. It's 400 it's yards. You've got it at the left side of the fairway. We know the, the, we know the fairway is 14 yards in width. So the question is, can you hit 250 to seven yards worth of fairway? Mm. There's not many players in the game yeah. that can do that. But then a great green. But it is a, it's a fantastic golf hole. Yeah, and a good golf hole. Well, we're going to put some pictures up. I'll, I'll, I'll dig out some of the black and whites as well. Um, but yeah, been interesting doing that. I don't know where we'll end up next, but... Uh, i got my sights more set. More course diaries to come? I know where we're going. i got my sights set. Okay. Are you going to give anything away? It's in the Midlands. <laughs> okay. Uh, Bell's surprise. We'll keep it a secret. We'll keep it up a sleeve. Cool. Keep your eyes and ears peeled. And until next time. Adios. Watch this.